good morning. Uh, it's so good to be here with you all. My name is uh, Brendan Downey. I'm a part of our campus ministry team. Uh, and yeah, I'm just I'm so excited to be here uh, today. Um, last night was actually a really big night for our campus ministry. We had our annual year-end Call to Greatness uh, banquet celebration for our, for our partners. And so actually, uh, you know, we're thanking volunteers. Man, I just want to, all the students who came last night and volunteered at the banquet, you know, it's a big thing that we put on for um, everybody who gives and prays for the college campus so that we can be uh, here at K-State, but also we have people at KU, Washburn, uh, Baker University, uh, several schools in Kansas City, and our students last night uh, made the trip. They were there all day. We were the only campus that didn't have a home base to go to, and so we, we camped out at Lawrence all day long, and they, they served great, and it was, it was just a great night. Um, and so I, I think it's just nice that it coincides with Volunteer Appreciation Sunday, but also, man, the theme uh, of the banquet was here and now. And, you know, when we think about the kingdom of God, it's something that we, we talk about often here in this church, but it's, um, you know, something that can be hard for people to conceive in their minds. You know, we know that Jesus ushered in the kingdom when he was here on the earth, and so oftentimes we can think that's what it was, or maybe we only think the kingdom of God will come when we all... Uh, you know, the end of the times come and we get raptured into the sky, right? That's when the true kingdom of God will come. Uh, but actually, man, it's, it is the fact that Jesus ushered in a kingdom. It is the fact that there will be a time where it's fully brought in, but it's also here and now. And I think that goes so nicely with this Impossible Life series that we've been on because so much of what Jonathan and Jesse and others have talked about is about this uh, kingdom that's here and now. And, and it's really um, uh, something that I just want to add on to today with the Impossible Life series is this idea of a greater reward, you know. And um, I think being in Bluemont, you know, the people in this room, we've all tasted some of this greater reward. You know, there isn't just, um, it's not likely that the only reason you're still coming to Bluemont on a Sunday is that, you know, one day you're, you're going to get a Yeti cup, you know. <laughs> it's, it's not likely. It's not likely that that is what brought you here this morning. It's not likely that the setup team every other Sunday is so happy to see that 6.30 a.m. alarm come because they know, hey, man, that one day a year I'm going to get my reward. Right? There's something greater than that. There's something that um, it, it exists outside of us. It's been here before us, and it'll be here after us, and we know that. But uh, I can remember the first time I tasted something similar to this. I was, uh, it would have been when I was in high school on, on a track team. And actually, uh, I just recently, Jonathan and I went to a Manhattan High track meet because my alma mater was competing there. And I, a lot of the coaches I still keep in contact with, and I knew they'd be there and I could see them. And Jonathan's a track guy, so I was like, hey, man, let's go check this out. And uh, it was really special to be there, but I just I bring it up because uh, the, the Newton High track program is really solid, and the coaches have had a lot of success there. They've seen, you know, multiple league championships and state championships. And when I was a freshman, the the uh, men's track team had won seven straight league titles. And so uh, I knew that there was something that I was walking into that had like a lot of like a mantle to it. Like, okay, hey, there's something bigger here than me. And uh, I wanted to contribute to that. I wanted to participate in that. And, and I was fortunate enough to do that, you know, add, add a couple more titles to that record. But there also um, came this realization that like as fulfilling as that was, as great as it was to participate in such a uh, successful team and to, and to win some accolades personally and to see our team do well, it was never fulfilling, right? It never sustained me. It was, it was a good reward, but it wasn't a great reward. And um, I'm sure in a, 
and in some sense, all of us can relate to that, that you have experienced something that was bigger than yourself, that hey, it started before you, and, and there were hopes that it would go beyond you, but it didn't quite get you there. Maybe it was like you, for, uh, like me, you had a sports team that you were part of, or maybe it was some dating relationship that gave you this, this idea that, hey, there's, this is a special thing that I get to be a part of, or maybe you were in college, and your major was something that you were like, hey, this is the thing that's gonna take me where I wanna go. Uh, or I even think about people who have served uh, in the military, you know, it's, it's a great thing and I'm so thankful for the people that do it, but uh, in every sense of, of each of these things, man, they're never the thing that can sustain us, right? There, there's a hope that we look forward to, but it's never the thing that will sustain us. And so, uh, and I, I remember just the first time that I tasted the kingdom of God, man, and saw it and got a glimpse of it. It was in a church service like this with people like the people in this room. There was worship like we had this morning. You know, I felt the presence of the Holy Spirit and it was just like, wow, like, man, I, I, I didn't know this. I was looking for this, but this is it. This is the thing that I've been looking for. And so I, my hope for today is that really I can communicate that God has a greater reward for us as a church. You know, it's true that as believers, it's, it, it says that we will receive a reward um, in, the, in the time of, of Jesus coming back and whenever that will happen and when, when we go to heaven. But I believe that, that really, here at Bluemont Church, God has a reward for us. And it might not be what you think it is, but I do believe it's significant. And I do believe that God wants to make that known. And so to do that, man, we're going to look at Hebrews 11 today. Um, Hebrews 11 is, I think... I mean, I, I, what I know of it is it's one of the more famous chapters in the Bible. It's known as the Hall of Faith. Um, basically, it's these, these great pioneers in the faith, people, some of the most famous characters, not just in the Bible, but in history, who have lived out of faith and seen a greater reward. Um, and, and not even the one that they would saw, thought they would see in their lifetime, but something beyond them. And so um, let's go ahead and open to Hebrews 11 together and read... Uh, out of Hebrews 11.1. 1. It says this, Now faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. For by it the people of old receive their commendation. And so the first thing, faith is the assurance of things hoped for. Man, assurance is like receiving a promise. You know, it's, there's things that God has promised in the Bible to to uh, individuals. There's things he's promised to people in this room, but there's also things he's promised uh, corporately as a body of believers that he's going to do in time. And we can have assurance, we can have confidence because of what God has said he would do, he's done. He's been faithful to do it. And so that should give us a confidence that, man, by faith, we can have a conviction. And then the second thing is, it mentions in verse 2, for by, it, by, by their faith, the people of old receive their commendation. And accommodation is uh, kind of a funny word. I was like trying to figure out really what it meant. I think the, the conclusion I came to was that it's kind of like your crowning achievement. You know, if you need a, a real life example, it's like, you know, you could say Will Smith's crowning achievement was the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. But even more recently, it's the slap. You know, <laughs> everyone, hey, if you didn't know Will Smith before, you know him now. And uh, unfortunately, that will always be his commendation, his crowning achievement. But for us, man, we, we want our commendation to be our faith because that's what, that's what Hebrews 11 calls for. And so the, the first point I have is that the path to a great reward comes by faith. The path to a great reward comes by faith. Uh, and so if we look at Hebrews 11, 6, actually, 
uh, it says this, And without faith, it is impossible, without faith, it is impossible, without faith, it is impossible to please him, for whoever would draw near to God must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who seek him. Man, it's, it's impossible to, to go after this reward without having faith. And, and really, this Hebrews eleven six is a double down that, man, not only is it impossible, but if we do have the faith, that God will reward us. Right? That's a, that's, that's, that's a promise. So let's keep reading here in Hebrews 11. We'll go to verse 7. By faith, there it is, by faith, Noah, being warned by God concerning events as yet unseen in reverent fear, constructed an ark for the saving of his household. And by this he condemned the world and became an heir of righteousness, an heir of righteousness that comes by faith. And by faith, Abraham obeyed when he was called to go out to a place that he was to receive as an inheritance. And he went out not knowing where he was going. So my second point, God calls us to a great reward without showing us what it is. God calls us to a great reward without showing us what it is. And that seems abstract, but I think that you probably have felt that to some extent in your own life. That God has put something in your heart, he's shown you something, he's asked you to put his faith in him, but you don't really know what the end result will be. Right? right? I have a friend here, uh, I, I won't say his name, but he, he was excited about the Poland trip, and he knows like, hey, God has really called me to go to Poland. I don't know why, but it's, it's like the next step for me. I, I really feel that, you know? And it's like, hey, I mean, who knows what that Poland trip will do if he's able to go, but it's like, that he doesn't see it, you know? And you think about Noah, right? He could never conceive the flood that was coming, right? Water that covered the mountains. And, um, you know, just even this idea of rain for 40 days and 40 nights. Like, what is that? But by faith, he constructed an ark. And Abraham, to really know what it means that he would be the father of nations, right? He didn't even have a child of his own, right? And, but God says, hey, I'm going to bring you a child at, at the ripe age of 100, you know, can you believe that? Like, what? Like, and, and yet he's supposed to be the father of many nations, but it's by his lineage that Jesus was born into, and now that we get to be born in as fathers, or sorry, sons and daughters of the kingdom. You know, like, that, that is incredible to me. That, that, that is the, that's what the faith brings, even though Noah and Abraham didn't see it. And personally, man, I feel like I can even share a part of my story. You know, Kendall and I moving to Manhattan took a lot of faith. And it was like, there was big things and there were small things, you know, small things like, hey, we graduated from the University of Kansas and we're pretty proud of that. And we don't, we don't really want to come to K-State. But, you know, like after we got over that, specifically me, you know, and the pride of that, right? Like there, it was just clear that God was calling us to something. But even bigger than that, you know, it's like Kendall had recently had accepted a job in Lawrence. It was a smaller company that they don't really like people working from home. And it's like, man, what are we going to do about that? hey, we, we have a baby coming. Like, we, we don't have any childcare, and all the childcare in Manhattan was backed up for over a year. Um, we ha where are we going to live? Are we really going to move to Manhattan to, to live in a, another small apartment, like move our whole life there? Are we going to be able to find a house, right? But even in the midst of all of that, you know, there was, there was an idea that, hey, there, with all the question marks, there's something greater for us. Like, God is going to do something through this move that is beyond our comprehension, but we know it's there. And so, I, I mean, it's just, it's, it can be uh, maybe abstract and scary, but the, 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 the promise is so worth it. And, you know, I, I think back to that time, it was almost a year ago now, 
that we were even consider, like looking for a house. And you know, I know Bo had been helping me look at places we were we were making offers, and it was just this crazy time. But in that time, you know, Kendall had talked to her work about coming here, and the same day she brought it up, they approved the you know they approved it. Right, we needed a babysitter, and someone had mentioned they had friends here in Manhattan, and lo and behold, we met the next day here at Bluemont Church, and they ended up being our babysitter, right? And then it's like the the house story is a longer story, but all you need to know is that we offered on a lot of houses, and we feel like we got the right one. You know, it's like man, God God has a way of even in the uncertainty bringing things to like where He wants them. So um, we'll keep reading here in Hebrews 11, verse nine. This is talking about Abraham still, uh, continue on about a land that he did not know. Uh, it says, by faith, Abraham went to live in the land of the promise as in a foreign land, living in tents with Isaac and Jacob, heirs with him of the same promise. For he was looking forward to the city that has foundations, whose designer and builder is God. Abraham was looking forward to the city that has foundations, whose designer and builder is God. And so finally, man, our great reward is in this city. Mm-hmm. The great reward for Bluemont Church is in the city of Manhattan. And so, uh, you know, I think Manhattan is, I, I, I want to say this very objectively. Manhattan is just a very odd place to me because I've been all over the state. I, I lived in central Kansas my whole life. I, I uh, lived in, you know, eastern, northeastern Kansas now here in Manhattan and, and in Lawrence and been to Kansas City several times. I've been to the southeastern part of the state. I was going to Fort Scott with the Brinsons. I've been, I've been over there a lot. My mom grew up in that part of the state. Uh, and then I traveled west a lot, both in the southwest and northwest corners of the state. So I've been everywhere. And Manhattan, there's nothing remarkable about Manhattan. Really, there's not. Like, if you can be objective, like, it's like, hey, there's really, like, what is it about this place? But yet, somehow, people have a way of being drawn here. You know, I was talking to Jonathan about this, and... I was, I, was, I was just kind of in awe of some of the neighborhoods in Manhattan. And he's like, yeah, you know, it's weird. It's always been kind of a mystery, but people just love it here so much that when they get to the end of their working career, they just come back, right? And it's like, in, and uh, I even have friends who, uh, or I, I don't even know if friends is the right word, but I know of people who moved here and moved away to go be a part of other places in our church network. And they talk about Manhattan as this great place that uh, shaped and transformed and molded them. And it's like, and, and I've never met a K-State person who didn't like it here, you know? And so it's pretty incredible to me just that, like, God has pretty clearly a mark on this place. And not only that, but, you know, obviously I, I know that when he talks about a city whose designer and a builder and the foundations are from God, I know that's not talking about Manhattan, but what I do believe is that God has a redemptive work he wants to do here. And that the city, the ultimate city that the author of Hebrews is alluding to, that Abraham was looking for, I I do believe it comes by us being a part of that redemptive work. That ultimate city that will come when when the earth is completely renewed, it comes by people like us in this room being a part of the redemptive work that God has here in Manhattan. And so... Um, you know, practically, what does that look like, right? You, you, you hear it, you see it. I know it's still a little abstract. Like, what is this great reward that we're really looking for? How do we get there? Um, and, and my answer to that is this. I mean, we, we have to dream bigger as a church. Man, we have to dream bigger. And, and I believe that, that each person in this room, God has done a transformative work in our hearts. And if he hasn't yet, I believe he will. 
But if each person could get together with somebody else or a group of people and believe that, hey, because of what God has done in my life, man, I can help do that in somebody else's life. And not only can you do that in somebody else's life, but like think about the parts of Manhattan that need the most redemption. I mean, man, right across from us, good, good old Morrow Street, Aggieville, right? But there, there, there's, a, there's something that God wants to do, right? It's not like he's here condemning this place to hell, but no, he wants to bring redemption to it. He wants to use the people in this room to do that, man. That's been his plan from the very beginning, that he would partner with people like us. And so, man, to, to earn the great reward, we have to dream bigger. Like, do you believe that God could use you in a way that would change people's lives? Do you believe that? You know, I think about a year ago where I was at. You've heard that story. Man, you think about even Jesse and Tori, man, living in Fort Scott. I think about Tobin and Kaylin, man, even I met, we met Tobin. I was on the welcome team that day down in the lobby for our fall launch party. And literally Tobin dove headfirst into Bluemont and came with us to the men's pool night, which there's not much more of a crazy event than men's pool night to come to. But Tobin came and knowing us for a couple hours. Right. And then, and then Kaylin just recently getting baptized. Right. And like, man, God brought us these amazing people. Right. And I think about my friend Brody. Right. Like he came from all the way from Pennsylvania and was believing something about some other religions. But then God, you know, brought him to a place of realizing, hey, there's a one true God and his, his name is Jesus. And it's like, man, it, it, in all these cases, it wasn't necessarily even things that we were doing. It's just like God brought us these people. But what if we go into the city? Man, if, what if we go into Manhattan and really believe that there are people open and waiting to be, like, unlocked? That there is something greater for us to be a part of. And that is the reward that it is in this city. And so, um, man, just to close... Uh, I want to pray for us, but I really challenge you to think like, hey, what is a way that I can dream bigger this week? You know, it's, it's a fun phrase. It's something that uh, you probably, I'm sure there's some stupid sitcom that had, you know, some motivational speaker talking about dream bigger that you, you're probably laughing about. I don't know. I think about like Parks and Rec, the Kaboom It episode, <laughs> if you know what I'm talking about. But it's like, but it is true that God, God you know, by our faith, like, if our faith can inspire our dreams, then God can meet us there. Yeah. And that's, that's really true. If our faith can inspire our dreams, God will meet us there. Yeah. And, I, and I just ask that you would do that uh, together this week as a church, and, and then we'll see this great reward. So let's, let's pray. God, we just thank you so much. God, we thank you that we can trust you, just like Abraham, just like Noah, like Sarah, like... Uh, Rahab, God, that they had a greater faith, that they were able to latch on to something that was much bigger than themselves. God, I thank you for the faithfulness of the people in this room to serve every Sunday, that they've already latched on to something great that you're doing here in our church community. God, I pray that we would continue to hold on tight to the promises that you've given us, God. God, will you increase our vision, increase our faith, increase our expectations of what you want to do in the city, in our lives, in our families. God, it's by, by faith that these things will be accomplished. It's in your name. Amen. Amen. Amen.